3: You're watching Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Ramchak, your one-stop shop for all things
1: Oilers.
0: The lead today, the Oilers will be looking to avenge and get revenge and bounce back. Whatever word you want to use, opening night was ugly for the Oily Boys. They're hoping game two, the home opener, I might add, will be a little bit better. We didn't turn on the light. To be fair, we're absolutely in shambles so far today.
4: We were literally sprinting around until the show started.
0: Yeah, no, it, it's a mess. Um, we are firmly in mail it in Friday mode, but that's all good. The YouTube chat will carry us. Brought to you by Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. Our boy QF Pro is in. First comment of the day. Drink the Kool-Aid. Hammer the over and join the discord code at nation citizen sounds good qf Pro. uh we are live as always from the sports closet studio and it's a friday which means our boy bag milk is in the house hello hello bag milk <laughs> hello so whatever you want us to talk about with bag milk you can drop that in the chat as well d cards is in let's go he says now we go now we go in reference to the oilers hopefully getting back in the win column giddy up
4: giddy up indeed well, One person to... said
0: no audio and then said, oh, it's back. I feel like you might have muted your computer, Michael. Did
4: they punk us? Are we getting punked on our own show?
0: <laughs> Pranksters. Those jokes. We, we, were, we were scrambling
2: before. I actually hit the power bar off. Yeah, Literally was... at 12.01. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to plug in the laptop. That's
0: yeah, big. Uh, Charge is uh, here, though. Yeah, I was yeah, going right least... Fico was in said, tell me someone remembered the charger. Yes, we have a charger. Full bars. Internet seems to be working pretty good. Um, so giddy up.
4: T- tough day for charges yesterday. I left mine at the office last night yeah, too. Yeah, you did. So yeah. I was chargerless, laptopless last night. I had some great things on my mind I was going to type out. Now we'll never know. I <laughs> will never know. We it's were, gone. We, you yeah. were sitting in your gazebo? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was sat in my new gazebo. It's a great little. Thing. Well, Liam's a gazebo guy now. I don't know if you heard about it. Wow. Yeah, I now own a gazebo.
2: Yeah, I got, hmm. to, I got to drive Liam home the other night and I got to see the humble abode. It's a great little person. Home.
4: The, um, it also has a a propane fire pit in the fire table. Sorry, not fire pit, fire table. Year round gazebo.
0: Year round gazebo. You can't roast marshmallows on that. You can? Can't. Don't. Says who?
4: who? (laughs) Challenge accepted. What was that story you told me the other day when I was microwaving food that you once saw me put a metal container or something? Yeah, you
0: used to, when we went to Nate together, you used to put metal containers in. uh, Yeah, you can't do that. I made a tell a tale. I yeah. could some marshmallow
4: over a propane fire if I have to. <laughs>
0: All right. Sounds good. Uh, yes. The lead today, the Oilers looking to bounce back after a home opener that left none of us satisfied. Um, and we have some news to talk about with that in mind. Yeah. It doesn't sound like the Oilers are going to have to play a body short once again. They have placed Marcus Niemelainen on waivers. Oilers Nation reporter Matt Wozniak was the first one with the scoop when he stood up in our office and boldly proclaimed, hey, the Oilers put Niemelainen on waivers. And no one believed him, but uh, the Oilers <laughs> confirmed it. Nemo on waivers, so he's healthy, number one. Yes. He will, it, in all likelihood, clear. We have seen better defensemen than Marcus Nemo get through waivers. But the biggest thing in all of this is, A, it's a sign that Matthias Eckholm is probably going to play. We saw him leading the stretches at Oilers skate today. Jason Greger, the real Oilers nation reporter said at with Bouchard and drills. Good chance Ekholm plays tomorrow. That is big, bag milk. We got 60 minutes of Ekholmless hockey and I never want to see it again.
1: It's amazing how a team looks without their best defenseman. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not good. It's Not great. <laughs> or is it Adam or any season? It should never, ever have been that <laughs> bad without no, that. That is
4: unbelievable. That one player. And it, it I'm sure the Oilers would have probably still lost that game of just the way everybody played if Vakholm was in the lineup. Yep. But boy, oh boy, it should never
0: look that bad when one player is out. Chances
1: are it would have been like 6-1 instead of 8-1 if Vakholm was yeah, playing. So exactly. that's an improvement, you know? Exactly. You take
0: it. Yeah. Uh, bring Cassian home. Are we getting oh Gleason God. or Peterson? No. I think the Niemalainen move... Actually, it, it might allow them to call up a forward. Yeah, I think yeah, it should. It should. a million bucks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, if it's not LaVoie, it'd be hilarious.
0: Just Wait, for the lols. Daniel Nugent <laughs> Bowman kind of made it sound in the last piece that he wrote that, it, that he's not the guy. That, that LaVoie isn't considered the 12th forward. So then is obviously.
1: it Adam Ernie season?
0: Well, if it would have been so. Ernie season, I think they would have had to sign him and put him on waivers today, right? To get the contract through. I
2: don't know how any of this works.
1: I yeah. like
0: to just say that things out loud. That sounds
2: right, Tyler. That sounds right.
0: Yeah, so I, my best guess would be that we see Lane Peterson recalled, actually. So uh, yes, bring Cassian home. I think we are going to see a Lane Peterson recall at some point ahead of tomorrow's game, but we'll see. Um, is that a mistake in your mind if they go Peterson over Lavoie?
4: Peterson, no, because I think they need a fourth line center. Yeah. If they want to play 12 and six or whatever, right? Like, unless Yanmark can be that guy. Unless Yanmark can be that guy. But I don't know if I would be doing too many experiments after the embarrassment
0: on Wednesday. Yeah, you, you want to you you go, go up want and write the line up. Up. Yeah. You want to write the show.
1: Are you saying we should blow it up?
0: <laughs> so, yeah, the Oilers. <laughs> not <projecting>, quite. <laughs> uh, cap space right now for the Oilers $395,000 with Nima Linen sent down. That'll put them at just over a mil. So they can yeah. go off whoever they want.
4: Yeah, they've got room to, to mm-hmm. wiggle with, which this team has not been able to do. Yeah. For a while. Room to wiggle wave and they literally have 20 players.
3: Yeah.
0: You, you have one extra body, which is nice. Yeah. Ekholm back though, massive boost. The Oilers were also at their skate today, rocking the uh, Heritage Classic equipment. Can I ask
1: you a question about Ekholm though? Are yeah. you like concerned that like, hey, game one was real bad. We need you whether you're ready or not.
0: I don't,
4: I think he would have played, they've been saying the whole time if it was like a really impactful made full game he would have played. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I, don't, so I don't
0: think I'm worried about that. Um, Just if you ask list, him
4: a question. Got to ask.
0: Yeah, I, I think it is a totally fair question. I would certainly hope that the organization, the coaching staff, even Eckholm aren't freaking out about one loss. Um, it was an ugly one. It was about as ugly of a loss as I've ever seen the Oilers suffer. Um, but again, you need to remember whether you lose 8-1 or you lose 2-1, a loss is a loss at this point. It's game one of the regular season. So it is a good question, though. We threw it in the chat in YouTube, on YouTube. So if you're on the Century Mile Racetracking and Casino YouTube chat, you can go uh, throw a vote in there. Our poll for the day. Are you worried about Ekholm's health? I he's a poll. Yes.
2: He's a Viking. I'm not worried about that guy. He's played through worse, right? Yeah. Fanny? Well, he's never really missed
4: games. And was, essentially, yes. <laughs> but throughout his NHL career, have you got something?
0: Yeah, Frank just texted me and said Nima Linen's on waivers. Thanks, Frank. Matt Wozniak. Hey, you was, got was, by was. Was
2: <laughs> out of you, buddy. Yeah,
0: was, <laughs> per Matt Wozniak.
2: Hey, speaking of Matt Wozniak, Bag Milk, yeah. you want to tell the people about what our buddy did yesterday?
1: Listen, if you haven't seen Waz's content from going to get his Derek Ryan jersey signed last night at the autograph session, it is absolutely hilarious. I was following it on the edge of my seat all night. He had a countdown piece today of like what the timing was when oh, he started like 6:30 like or whatever. He's just loving that we're talking about him outside too. And right down to the wire, good, good guy it. Derek
2: Ryan signed after the deadline. I like that Derek Ryan, he like pointed out, he's like, you don't see many of those <laughs> over there. So he made sure to. And Look at our boy wow. on screen.
0: Thrilled. He looks very, very happy, he as he should so be. Um, what, what do you think of these? Sorry, go ahead. He also has a signed Derek Ryan player card on his desk. That now. is true. What do you think
4: of these autograph sessions? In like, what respect? In the sense of, okay, so they, so was was in the line from six o'clock, I think, at the time has started, yep. right? But then he got so close and they cut it off at yep. eight o'clock. Do you think it'd be better? I think that's a bit unfair to fans.
0: You need to cut it off at the back
4: of the I line. Think that's yeah. what I would do. Is not put a time limit on it. You just need to someone to be there and be like, "Hey, lines cut off. Sorry, no more entries." Yeah. And then when you get through yeah. there, because then you get disappointed people. Well, obviously, big lines are going to be bigger for different players, but mm-hmm. you got to figure it out from there.
1: Like some of the people lining up at like eight a.m. Like Connor Hallie, obviously he's at Sports fourteen forty all day, so yeah. he was there on the scene and he was taking pictures of people lining up for Connor and Leon at like eight a.m.
0: Dude, that's crazy.
1: Would you, would you go that early? Yeah. I think uh, I wouldn't I, line up I that like long for anything I would.
4: ever. Yeah. <laughs> no. Ever. I'm with M of BM. Oh, did you see the people who took the PlayStation?
2: That was kind of hilarious. hilarious. I like that. Idea. Idea. You mean these guys? <laughs> Jeez, Boom. I do. Look at that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Waz was posting a lot of content with those guys. I mean, sure. I, and when you're that age too, like it's kind of it's a fun, fun way yeah. to spend a day with they, your boys. Right.
2: School. I was going to say they're not at school clearly. So yeah, there you go. Play a video
0: game. Ask Chalmers. It's probably a PD day. Um, but yeah, I mean, when you're that age, I think it's fun, but I'm with bagged milk. There is pretty much nothing I would ever stand in a line of more than like three hours for
2: nothing on earth. I I would never, never whoa, 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 whoa. I once stood out in the dead winter cold outside Zellers to get my Nintendo Wii back (laughs) in the day. And I stand by that. I was out there for like six hours. It was worth it.
0: It Damn. Let us know in the chat, actually. That might be a fun little yeah. talking point. What's the longest you've ever like camped out for something, stood in line for something? I've never done anything like that. I think there was one year I waited in line like 45 minutes for the NHL game at a midnight release. And like that might be the most I've ever done.
1: Like everybody, I, I've talked about it a bunch on Real Life and on ONR. Like I love Blink-182. Everybody knows I yep. do. New song? <laughs> to, new song. It's me. To me. But I went to the concert in June and I wanted to buy merch. And when I saw the line, I went, Nope. I'm and gonna... I went back to my seat and ordered online. <laughs> this Will not cool. stand in lines for stuff. <laughs> Will not.
0: Concert t-shirts, the way to do it is... Hey, like you know you're going to the concert usually ahead of time if you love the band, like pretty far ahead of time. Yeah, Order the shirt like a month before and then you can wear it to the concert.
1: Well, they do a different thing where the, every single night they release a new team oh, really? for
0: that specific venue.
1: That's how they get you. That's how they get you.
0: All right. Back to the Oilers talk here for a second. Uh, the results of the poll, 68% of you not worried about Matthias Ekholm's health. Uh, Megabird is in. I stood in line for Dry Settle at 6 a.m. at the mall and the signing was at like 2 p.m. That... Oh, that was a few years ago. That is commitment. Naeem says stood in line for a Harry Potter book release at midnight. What's it? Uh, Damn. I that's commitment. Was it the
1: Philosopher's Stone?
4: <laughs> I don't I don't is even know. Is that the Sorcerer's Stone? Could you oh, no. oh really? <laughs> well, it's the say it's two different titles. In Europe, I think it's the Sorcerer's Stone, but in North America. It's hey,
2: where are we, stone. buddy? Where are we right now? <laughs>
4: <laughs> where are the origins, Aaron? Where are the origins? <laughs> 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 I can't come back like, I know
0: I know. Um, who else is in
1: Why don't more infant formula companies Use organic grass fed whole milk Instead of skim Why don't more infant formula companies Use the latest breast milk science Why don't more infant formula companies Run their own clinical trials Why don't more infant formula companies Use more of the proteins found in breast milk why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me.
0: Pico says when I was young, my wife we she stood in line for 10 hours to get Rolling Stones tickets. That is uh that is also commitment. I would never um,
1: now you just have to log in on your laptop and you get put in the Yeah, like and hope yeah. for the best. Thankfully, we're young enough that we didn't have to do the stand in line for tickets and all that kind of
0: stuff. Yeah, that is a that is a good
1: good.
2: Yeah, point. we're in virtual lines now. Yeah, which just, are arguably I'll, as frustrating. Yeah, I'll just keep a tab open. It's fine.
0: Yeah. Uh, That's exactly it. Um, All right. The Oilers got shit stomped eight to one by the Vancouver Canucks on opening night. It was not a lot of fun for us at our watch party, but here's an interesting chance for retribution. Our boys at Canucks Army are having their watch party at Greta in Vancouver tomorrow night. Huh? Wouldn't that be a fun little piece of revenge? (laughs) A good way to to get it back of them, I think.
1: Yeah. Let let me tell you, nothing drops a turd in the punch bowl quite like an 8-1
0: loss. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. It was tough. Brock Besser scored four goals. That's really good. We're going to get set for all of this in a few minutes with, uh, with our boy, David Quadrelli. He's going to be stopping by the studio. We also have a big list coming up a little bit later on the show. So we're going to be doing that. And it's inspired by a topic bag milk had on his, uh, on better late than never this week. You can find that wherever you get your podcast from, but let's welcome in our boy, David Quadrelli. His appearance is brought to you by star mechanical Edmonton's number one plumbing and heating company. Get in here, quads. Evan is number one plumbing and heating company. You can find out more about them at starmechanical.ca. If you need 24-7 emergency repair, you can get it by giving them a ring. 780-481-8873.
4: Looks like that. The magic of techno eight. Did yeah. I get that. I think I got that. Brandon Manning yeah, I think and you got that, right? I'm yeah,
0: Brandon sure Manning number. Vinny D. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, Brandon Davidson, sorry. Mm. All right, quads, get that mic nice and close to your face. Come what on. What do now. I do with my hands? Just bring it. Come on. You can drag the whole thing over. It's just a stand. Uh, David Quadrelli in town to cover tomorrow night's game between the Oilers and uh, Canucks. Quads, welcome. What do you think of our studio?
3: I really like it. I did my show in here last year. This is my third year coming out to Edmonton because they always open the season here. And it was just a white wall before. So you've Mm -hmm. done a... We laid the bricks ourselves.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Those are real brick Quad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can
3: tell. This is. Don't touch great. It. Don't,
2: don't look at the other corner. That's a load bearing yeah. brick. Over there. There. Don't touch yeah. it.
0: Yeah. Don't pull that one out. Uh, all right. So we got like a loaded studio here. There's a, a lot of people, but it's a big game for the O's tomorrow night. They're looking to bounce back from a Canucks perspective. An 8 1 win on opening night. You probably didn't see that coming. What was the most surprising part of that effort from the Canucks?
3: Uh, other than the final score, I would say the defensive structure from the team because we've seen it, we've heard it. You guys all followed the Bruce Boudreau situation very closely. We saw the management regime be very disconnected um, and not really like what they were seeing from Bruce Boudreau. And I don't know if everybody knows this, but it was the Canucks owner, Francesco Acolini, that hired Bruce Boudreau. And Rutherford shared with everybody that he thought the contract was for one year. So Mm -hmm. they brought Bruce back, but that was not what the management regime wanted. Like when Rutherford took the job in Vancouver his understanding was that Bruce was there for the end of the season and then he would be able to go get a coach. That wasn't the case. So you could see the disconnect. It was always going to be a tough, a tough season once that kind of came out because it was just weird. Like it was very weird vibes in Vancouver last year. Now they've kind of had their hands on the team. Um, They got their coach in Rick Tockett who they like and know from their Pittsburgh days. And when he was hired, we were hearing all this stuff about structure Habits, all this stuff. And look, the Canucks had some horrible structure and they had some horrible habits last season, especially. So we saw them really clean that up toward the end of the year. But even at that point, we were still seeing Elias Pettersson, Quinn Hughes, these guys playing like 30 minutes a night. And we knew that was going to be what it took for success. I think the bit most surprising thing was Quinn Hughes played 21 minutes of ice time in that 8-1 win.
0: Yeah. I mean, the fact that they were up by so many really meant that they could spread the minutes around towards the end of that hockey game. You mentioned the defensive structure BM Uh, from an Oilers perspective, probably one of the more frustrating parts of that hockey game was the fact that they basically didn't get a quality scoring chance at five on five.
1: No, because that would have meant that they had to pass to each other instead of directly to the Vancouver Canucks. So no, that's very, very difficult. I find it. I found that. I mean, everything on the execution side from the Oilers in all three zones was poor and it directly translated into zero scoring chances there was <laughs> i say go for it just <laughs> coming and into the studio
4: and one <laughs> canucks from one yeah. game and all of a sudden quads can wear a crown <laughs> yeah. great, great um, is happening why do we even show? have that
0: it's mine. Crown royal oh it's
3: liam oh it wasn't for me crown royal Oh, I uh, thought this was intentionally put there for me. <laughs> No, yeah, the gavel's there had for you, a too. Gavel too.
0: Yeah. Um, Here he. are <laughs> what are we going to do with that crown? I feel like we had an idea for a good bit and then we just totally lost. This it. is it. If this you... is it. Just have quads wear it whenever he shows up. That's right. Whoever's in that sponsor. All right, quads. Uh, well, if you're wearing a crown, you got to keep giving us good analysis and analysis on the Canucks. Um, I was really impressed with Thatcher Demko in that game, even though he wasn't mm. pushed hard. He was under the weather and still found a way to be very, very effective. I think he holds the keys to a successful Canucks season. Like if that dude is healthy, yeah. he's a Vesna caliber goalie. If the Canucks have a Vesna caliber goalie, I think they're a playoff team. Is that fair?
3: You're absolutely right. And again, in this, in a similar 21s, the number we're throwing around 21 saves for Thatcher Demko, 22 shots against. Yeah. I I can't tell you the last time that happened. I know he ha- didn't play the full game, but when we talked to Thatcher before the season, you know he's he's not grumpy. I don't want to call him grumpy, but he doesn't love talking to the media, but he basically said just like, look, everybody makes a big deal of my start last year. I had 12 bad games. And if you look at it, he's had 12 bad games in his career and they all happened at the start of last season when look, I, I think, and I think Sarah Valley also threw this out. I'm not reporting anything, but I think Demko was playing through something that got worse. And he nearly completely tore his groin yeah. on that December 2nd game against the Florida Panthers. And Look, when, when he was struggling already and then he went down, you're relying on Colin Delia and Spencer Martin at that point to carry the load behind a very porous uh, defense group and just a team that wasn't very good last year. They're going to need Thatcher Demko to make 30-plus saves. They're going to need Quinn Hughes to play 27-plus minutes a night. I'm a little surprised that, that neither of those things had to happen on that opening night, but you're right. Thatcher Demko is going to be very, very crucial to a good season for the Vancouver Canucks.
0: Yeah, like he he's a problem. He's the reason why heading into that game, I kind of said on pregame and with Boardsy, like if there's any reason to be concerned about the Canucks heading into that game, yeah. I thought it was just Demko. I didn't think it was their ability to score eight goals in a single hockey game. But a guy like Brock Besser, man, that's gotta feel good for him. Like he's gone through so much over the last couple of years that to see him really start this season on the right foot. That That's huge for Vancouver.
3: Yeah. And I don't want to rehash everything that yeah. Brock's been through, but everybody knows the stories. It's been years on end where it's like, okay, Brock, uh, how was your summer? Which tragedy, what tragedy struck you and your family this summer? And I'm not trying to make light of that, of course, yeah. but he's just had such, such a tough time being able to just clear his head to no fault of his own. Like, again, I won't go through everything, but like just quickly, like, his dad got t-boned his dad had parkinson's his dad had cancer and then his dad eventually passed away and you like you just saw how much that was affecting brock and he's opened up about this yeah and just this summer he came in obviously last year there was the trade request right and the agent ben hankinson was given permission to go look for a trade elsewhere nothing came of that and by the end of the year with talk it with the way things were going with the new management regime Brock rescinded his trade request. He said like, hey, I want to be here. This is where I want to be. He went into the offseason. He looks two steps faster than he has been since his rookie year. Look, everybody knows what happened to his back, right? Like, When you have your back um, surgically repaired the way he did his lower back with that injury he had in his rookie year, when your number one tool is your shot, that really affects your shot. Like that really affects how much torque you can get. And we saw that mm-hmm. with Brock. So look, he's probably not going to be the 40 goal scorer that we all thought he was going to be in his rookie year. And when he was drafted, but his two way game is so underrated. And look, his line was hard matched against McDavid in that game. Right. And they sure. did an exceptional job. Um, his two way games, taken a lot of steps. He was awful last year uh, with JT Miller. JT Miller got all the, um, all the attention. Cause he also slams his stick and pouts, but <laughs> Besser was equally as bad defensively. And that also really cost the Canucks last year. So I think the fact that they were so good in that game on the defensive side of the puck, obviously the four goals is nice too, but that that was the thing that I was most impressed by Brock Besser was him and JC Miller together being the Canucks main shutdown line. That was, that was really impressive to see.
1: Hey, I got to ask you a question. I see you chat. I'm asking quads. What's the deal with Vancouver? Mark Messier.
3: So, uh, yeah,
0: what's the story there? Because he wasn't,
3: yeah, we were joking on it? real
0: life.
1: We were talking about this on real life. So the chat's bringing it up. So now yeah, I'm, asking.
3: Yeah, yeah, so I'll try to do it justice. So, so quickly to preface, the Canucks just named Quinn Hughes their captain. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, every I, I promotional remember. graphic showed every single captain except for Mark, Mark Messier. Mark <laughs> Messier was the only <laughs> captain not shown in arena before that game. I'm not sure if it was on the broadcast. They, Show all the captains. Mark Messier is the only captain not included in any promotional graphic. Mark Messi, you will not find Mark Messier's face anywhere in that building. The reason for it is because he came in, and I don't know if you guys have seen this. He had the, I, I hope I'm not doing defamation here, but there's like a napkin that had his contract demands written on it. And one of them was that he would get to wear number 11, which was soft retired because Wayne Mackey had passed away. And he said, nope, I want it. So he took number 11. So that was off to a rocky start. He comes in. He takes the captaincy away from Trevor Linden, who everybody in the city loved at all time. Canuck. All time. Canuck. And and Mark wanted to see like that was also another thing in his contract. And all of this happened because the Canucks didn't get Wayne Gretzky. And I don't know how much you guys (laughs) know the story here, but the Canucks were very, very, very close to landing Wayne Gretzky. Then there was the whole thing with Mike Keenan. So Mike Keenan and Mark Messier are both equally hated um, in Vancouver because, look, they had high expectations. They come in. I don't know how much of it was they thought they were getting Gretzky and ended up getting Mark Messier, but he came in, didn't play exceptionally well, and there were some really bad years in Vancouver. And then basically what happened was that team looked like it was up and coming, and then it got destroyed by Mark Messier, and then Mark Messier left, and then they started being good again. So everybody just kind of looks at those years like, okay, you drove Trevor Linden out of town. Um, you did all these things where Mike Keenan takes over and all. It was just, it was a gong show. You think it's a gong show now. It was a gong show back then. Those That was some of the worst. <laughs> that was like some of the worst era of Canucks hockey was when Mark Messier was there. So he's, look, whether rightly or wrongly, I'm not here to tell you. Um, wrongly. Yeah, yeah, sure. In our sure. opinion. Yeah, like, okay. And Canucks fans are going to hate me for this. This is a guy who is a Hall of Famer, Okay. Mm-hmm. He came to your city. Mark Messier, as far as I know, has never said a bad thing about Vancouver. And look, I know all the Canucks fans are going to be on me for this right now. <laughs> That's but okay. I don't think dude, I'm watching. just saying, it's a Hall of Famer that was in your city. And look, I know all the Canucks fans are going to say you weren't even around. Like, I wasn't born when Mark Messier was here. So look, I get it. But to some extent, I'm also like, okay, this is a Hall of Famer. But <laughs> I do love the erasure of Mark Messier. I, I, I will do The just
0: pettiness it. is respectable.
3: I do love it. Like, I love that it's top-down. If there's one thing that the Canucks organization is aligned on, and I'm not sure there's one, but if there is one, it's Mark Messier just being, he's not a part of the organization anymore.
4: Wasn't the Gretzky trade under, almost Gretzky trade under Brian Burke? Is that when it
3: was? No, no, was I don't one? think Burke was the GM at that time. Um, oh, I just, okay. So there's a podcast uh by Scott Rintoul. I don't know if you guys know who yeah, Scott I know Rintel is. Um, he did an exceptional job. He recapped the West Coast Express era and it's like an eight, eight part series and he spent a lot of time talking about the buildup to that. So he goes quite in depth on the Mark Messier era. So Oilers fans, I know people are curious if you want to hear it from someone who was actually there and really has a really good handle on it. Like Scott was covering the team when this was all happening. Go listen to that podcast. The first two episodes, it details Gretzky's on the podcast. Like Gretzky comes on and explains it from his perspective. Um, and it's a, it's a really good listen. It's a really, really good listen. But I do not think it was Burke at the time.
4: I'm sure I heard that in his book. I can't remember. No, no. But either way, I have, I, I have another question about the kicks. Okay. What's the deal with Conor Garland? Yeah, I was yeah, going to say, let's get into yeah. the
0: dysfunction of today.
4: Like So uh, on top of that, too, there must have been a little bit of hesitancy going into the season because there was the reports on Pedersen from Freeman being like, neither team is committed. Yeah, and I, then there was the Connor Garland thing. I think the same week, it's like, yeah. are we really going to do this shit all over again? Then you go and do what you did to us anyway.
3: So mm-hmm. I do think the Connor Garland stuff has taken on a life of its own. It's been a bit, li- it's blown, it's been blown a little bit out of proportion. Like we all knew in Vancouver that the Canucks were trying to trade Connor Garland. They have been basically since this management regime came in. Like, look, like, they're not even shy about it. The- Rutherford's opening press conference was. Yeah, we got some work done like a day after they traded Tanner Pearson and they said, but there's still about two contracts we'd like to get out from. This is the president of Hockey Ops coming out (laughs) and saying, yeah, there's two guys on this team who we do not like. We do not want these guys here. Tyler Myers expires at the end of this year. Connor Garland has three years, including this one at four point nine five. I'm guessing those are the two contracts that they want to get out from. Connor Garland is a good five on five producer. Uh, He had the either same amount or more. Five on five points than JT Miller did last year. And that always gets thrown under the radar is that this is a guy who ha- doesn't get first power play time, doesn't play consistent minutes in the top six. And look, I- I'll be honest here. A big critique of the Benning regime was that they would go get guys the owner has heard of. They would go get g- like Braden Holtby, all these guys, mm. Jay Beagle. Um, they would go get guys that look really good in their current spots, but they didn't have any real roster building plan, which was what really flawed the Canucks for years. And they go get Connor Garland who great. He's a great top six forward, but then he didn't mesh in the top six. Like for whatever reason, Connor Garland has not been able to play consistent minutes with Elias Pedersen. We saw last night or two nights ago, that ridiculous lob pass that Pedersen threw to Garland. Mm -hmm. That's a great highlight, but what, Gets blown into the radar there a little bit, or flies into the radar. Is that Garland took that to the backhand and put it in? He's a good player. Like yeah. a lot of guys, can't finish that play, that Aleut pass that petterson sent him. Garland is a good player, and I think that's what kind of gets <clears throat> thrown away a little bit. Is that he's a really good five-on-five producer, and he gets no power play time. So I I'm just curious what's going to happen to him. Look, they're they're trying to shop him. They have been forever. Uh, He's owed $6 million in real dollars this year. So his agent's on it. Yeah, great. Good luck. Like They've been trying to do it. It's not like there's been... And look, I think Dollywall and Friedman both reported there's been no trade requests. It's just a situation where both sides look at it and say, okay, there's probably a better fit for both parties elsewhere.
0: I don't think they're going to find it. I think there's you'll no have trade. a hell of a time. 4.9
3: mil. There's six teams that can take on that cap hit right now. And I, by my count, three of them are teams that might actually want him. Nashville, Buffalo, uh, Detroit. Are Buffalo, the three teams.
0: Buffalo's going to sign Kane, so no. But the Nashville one's actually somewhat interesting. Exactly. He feels like he could be maybe a bit of a Barry Trotz guy.
3: Yeah, exactly.
4: Yeah. I don't hate that. A team that doesn't truly know what they are.
0: What do you expect in the morning?
3: So I, I've talked to people in the office a lot about this. Mm-hmm. And like I want to make this clear. I'm not a Canucks fan. Like I, was, I always make, make this very clear. Liar. <laughs> I grew up a Canucks fan, but when you cover the team...
1: Grow up, you're and, still a toddler, you fit in my pocket. Yeah, come on. Your feet don't touch the ground on the couch cloths.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, what I wanted to say is that when I was watching that game, I saw a lot of hard matching by the Canucks. And with Travis Green and Rick Talkett, they're very similar coaches. I saw them hard matching the McDavid line, the dry settle line. I saw them hard matching that line. And look, your home team, you have, you have the right to do that. They're on a five-game road trip here. I think we're about to see the Canucks get very exposed. I think the Canucks need to hope that Carson Soucy heals up fast because the third pair of Noah Juleson and Nikito Hirose was downright awful in a game where it was hard for anybody to look awful. Tyler Myers looked very very bad in top 4 minutes. Like he he was he was he was very bad. I had people messaging me like friends of mine that are watching this game they're like how are we having Tyler Myers in the top four for another straight year? And I say, you know what? I don't know, because I, I've been a big fan of Tyler Myers, like probably the biggest fan in the media of Tyler Myers for years, always defending him. He looked lost. He looked lost on opening night. And he was in Hironic as a defense pairing was never supposed to happen. And it happened. Like Aaron does our show every day. And we were talking defense
2: by committee,
3: defense by committee. We spent a week talking about that because talk, it's like, nope. Hughes and Hronik aren't playing together. It's going to be a cycle of partners for Quinn Hughes. Okay, here we go again. Hughes and Hronik go together. Game one. I said this to Aaron and I said it to Chris on our show. That's going to be the best defense pairing in the NHL by November. It's going to have that title of this is the best defense pairing because whatever pairing Hughes has been on over the past three years, he has not had a regular defense partner since Chris Tanev he's had luke shen who is not a top pairing defenseman and he's turned luke shen into a top pairing defenseman like just think about that this guy's in the Norris conversation this guy is you know he's a he's a perennial elite number 1 defenseman but he's got no, he's had no proper defense partner now you have an actual 2 3 guy in yep. philip Peronic. this is going to be the best defense pairing in the league by november best defense pairing in the league absolutely and wow. he's
1: gonna score Absolute 20 goals I'm not, I'm not a canucks fan he <laughs> says three seconds it's and tapes. It's okay
3: mccarran Taves is fine <laughs> <laughs> mccarran Taves is fine but but look okay that's dude <laughs> maybe, in starting, <laughs> maybe in the pacific there you go i'll back you on it, in it, the what, I, what i should have said is it's going to be in the conversation and <laughs> you yeah, say yeah. like no one's ever said oh that hughes and noah joulson pairing that's a great <laughs> look at their numbers even though they've been good no yeah. one said, yeah, Juleson <laughs> and Hughes, that's the best defense pairing in the league because he's never had a regular defense partner. Now you have an actual pairing where it's going to enter the conversation of that Taves and McCarr. But to answer your actual question, which I've dodged for a while mm-hmm. here, the hard matchups that the Oilers are going to get to use against the Canucks, like the Canucks are, have a still have a flawed roster. I think the Canucks played very well in that game. But look, if Edmonton's able to see, okay, you've got... Perose and Juleson out there. Here's Connor McDavid. I think that's a goal like eight out of 10 times. Like, yeah, I, I, I think the, I think the Canucks are going to lose that advantage. And that was the big, to me, that was the biggest thing that was working in their favor in the home opener. And now that Edmonton has it. Look, I, I gave my prediction to Waz that it's a four, two Canucks win. I don't really think, I, I really don't think the Canucks are going to win. Trying to save face. Yeah. Yeah, I got, I got to still pick my Canucks. Yeah. Oh, but, but you're
0: I'm not, not a fan. A fan huh? My Canucks. Uh, Pratt and Eskies, Can we stop with the Canucks talk and just talk about how they're going to get their ass whooped tomorrow night? BM, are you backing this thing up with your bankroll? Got it.
1: Got it. Well, first, I got to do a little shame reload. Yep. Oh, Wednesday oh, was not the nice. Worst. That's the
0: worst. Yeah, that was always stay.
1: Wednesday was not nice to me.
2: No. I bet with my heart world.
1: heavy on I lost Wednesday. every bet I made on Wednesday. Yeah. The only bet I won on Wednesday was over one and a half total power play goals. And most of that was the Canucks. You
2: saw one go through the hoop. That's all you need. That's <laughs> yeah. all you need. You bounce back. Uh, I got a question for quads. Okay. It's uh, about the Canucks penalty kill because last year it was, for lack of a better word, bad. poop. It was historically bad. They brought in Teddy Bluger. They brought in guys like Carson Susie, Sam Lafferty. But the first two names I just said there didn't play game one. And the penalty kill looked vastly improved. Yeah. Why do you think that was?
3: So... They worked a lot, and it was so funny because in training camp, everybody was asking, like, okay, who's looking bad? It's like they're actually all walking on the ice. Like, they're standing there, and Adam Foote is pointing people in directions. And I think coaching is the biggest thing that we've seen take a difference. Like, you've got Sergey Gonchar, you've got these Olympians, these cup winners, all these guys that are teaching these, these new guys that are coming in, and also the older guys that have been here you know what they can do differently, and the Canucks penalty kill systematically has looked better. Like, I don't want to say that personnel doesn't matter because it obviously does, but there was just so that so matters too. There were so many instances last year where they just looked lost. Like, it mm-hmm. looked like the penalty killers didn't know where they were supposed to go. Like, even if you think about it, guys, the goal that was given up by the Canucks penalty kill in the last game. How do you stop that? That's Leon Dreisettle doing something that maybe five players in the league can do. Mm-hmm. Shooting from five five centimeters up from the goal line. <laughs> like, that was a... Also, Demko almost got there because his post-integration ability is off the charts. But that shot that he had was just... Like, I don't think they got back to the bench were like, yeah, the penalty kill, we should have had that one. Like, I think even on that goal, they looked good. And that that's a really good sign. Like, Aaron, you do our show every day. You, you've heard us talk about how that's, along with Demko that's going to be one of the biggest things that needs to go right for them this year. And so far so good. Um, but yeah, like I said, when you, when it comes to the, the personnel, it helps, but I think most of all, it's the coaching that we've seen and the actual systems that they have in place now that are going to help out. Um, all right.
0: I'm going to let you guys go right away. Cause I know you guys have somewhere to be at 1245. Um, Mark Bre- Spector. Yeah. I was gonna say. Mark Spector with some breaking news. Uh, he says it's expected. Adam Ernie will be signed before the game tomorrow. Um, after Nima lining clears, Eckholm likely to play Saturday as could Ernie. So it sounds like Adam Ernie is going to be in the lineup. So look out.
3: Can I ask you guys a question? Sure. Right, I know we gotta go. Yeah. I, I gotta ask you guys a question because I'm very curious. I've heard all this stuff about the Oilers switching their defensive system from man to man mm. to zone. Look, we all know they looked lost in the defensive zone last game. I know Eckholm was out. That's obviously going to hurt, mm. but. The forward is supposed to be coming lower than I think we actually saw in that game. How much did they work on it in preseason? Like, did did they look this discombobulated? I don't the think they took the preseason, preseason
0: seriously enough.
3: So, so if you're changing systems, it. why was there no proper work being done? Like, how how much of this and commenters I want to hear from too? How much of this actually had to do with them changing up their system? I think probably a bit of both, but I
4: think my biggest takeaway from it was just the fact none of them actually were working hard at all to achieve anything in that game. Mm, So I think it's hard to put anything on the system when guys aren't even going to the net with the sticks on the ice.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, like, system is one thing, but the complete lack of execution in all zones was by far the biggest cause of that loss.
0: Yeah, like, I mean, turnovers don't necessarily always have something to do with the defensive structure. Yeah. I think there were some points where the wingers maybe weren't in great spots and it caused the D-men to be a little bit like, what the hell is going yeah, yeah. on here? Um, but I think they'll be fine. Like again, for this Oilers team, it's n- the regular season really doesn't matter. Like They'll get in.
3: I also have to say that MPM can attest to this. My cup prediction was the Oilers to win the cup. Let's go. Now, another question for you guys. Sorry to do this, but it's fine. I base that almost entirely off of how much I believe in Stuart Skinner. I I get ripped. I come here every October. This is my third year being here. I always come on your shows and I always get ripped for saying, yeah, it's great that the Oilers have this great team, but they don't have a goaltender. And then when they signed Jack Campbell, I said the same thing. it, It pissed people off quite a bit. I really believe in Stuart Skinner. And I, I'm curious what your guys' take on this is because I was in—I was not entirely off of, because obviously McDavid and Drysdale are pretty good themselves, but I was basing my take that they would win the cup largely based on the fact that Stuart Skinner is going to take another step. And I really believe in him as a goaltender.
4: I, I think if Skinner's going to take another step, he needs Campbell to help him out more and take the relief away yeah, from he it. He can't
0: play as many games but, as he did last year. But
4: I think a lot of people... Have taken a step back on Skinner, which is kind of hmm. strange to me. Like, I, I fully believe in Skinner. I said he had never nine eighteen 18 save percentage this season, which is probably a little bit too high, but I think he's still the Oilers' best goaltender. And I honestly think he should have started that game the other
3: I uh, I agree with you. But I was talking to BM about it. Like, Campbell was so good in the preseason that how do you not give him that start? Like, I understand that. But it, obviously, it's Skinner tomorrow. It has to be. It
0: has to be Stu tomorrow, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's just no well, way. But
1: like at the same point, dueling 750s.
0: It was ugly, but I mean, it, it was ugly from a team perspective. I don't really blame either goalie. Yeah, I don't even need yeah. to. Um, any other changes you'd make tomorrow outside of Stu getting the start? Well, I'd put
3: Ekholm in.
1: Natural Hattie <laughs> from Adam <laughs> like, Erne coming in. Adam Ernie. Yeah, Eckholm yeah, being in is just a massive, massive but
0: improvement. You're not like messing with the top six or whatever.
1: Not really. No, it's one no. game like yeah. can we overreact? But yes, they got stomped. Yes, it was ugly. Yep. Yes, I was annoyed and angry. Vancouver owns you, unfortunately. Unfortunately, Vancouver owns... All right, thanks, yeah. for being here today. That's But you can't
3: freak out over one
1: game. And no. frankly, if Woody freaks out over one game, that's a different issue in itself.
0: Yeah, and that actually is something else that kind of bugged me. I didn't like how quick you went to the blunder yesterday oh, or in that. last game BM. Yep. It's like, okay, first game of the year, just because you're down 4-1 does not mean you just need to game one right back to Connor and Leon. If your scoring is struggling for four or five games or three or four games, then you can go nuclear. I really don't like the approach of just boom, blender, we're losing. Yeah, yeah
1: I,
4: I agree. Uh, before you go quads, just give us your Pacific Division stand-in prediction before
3: I have Edmonton. I don't even care that they lost oh. 8-1. I believe in this Oilers team. Um, I, I really, like, I think they are going to win the Pacific. I don't think it's going to be particularly close. Like, I know it was very right. close with Vegas and Edmonton last year. Um, I think Edmonton's going to win the Pacific. Obviously, I have Vegas second. Um. In my Canucks Army predictions, I actually had Vancouver third and I did this before they won that game. I just it's not based on my belief of the Canucks or anything like that. It's just based on my opinion that the L.A. Kings and the Seattle Kraken are vastly overrated. Yeah. I don't think either team had a good offseason. I actually think they all took kind of steps backwards. Mm -hmm. I really don't like. Pierre-Luc Dubois, I really don't think he's as good as everybody makes him out to be.
1: I thought what they gave up to get, like, that's a wash.
3: Yeah, and I I just don't think either team's improved enough. I have major questions, obviously, about the LA crease. Um, Yeah, and basically the way I look at it is that it's a toss-up for that third position between the Flames, Kings, Kraken, and Canucks. And I think the Canucks are going to come out ahead of that simply because... They quite clearly have the best goaltender in the Pacific and well of those teams for sure. Yep. Um, They do. I really like Stuart Skinner, but not as much as that being said, I do think the Canucks kind of pull ahead of that group of four that I just listed. I just think Edmonton's gonna be so far above everybody else that you you know you're one two. I think it's gonna be one of Vegas or Edmonton. I just think it's gonna be Edmonton by I think it's gonna be at least by six points when all said and done. Damn. All so, right. Sorry.
4: Do you have two wildcard teams from the Pacific or one?
3: Yeah, it's kind of a toss up with the with the Pacific and the Central in terms of the wildcard teams. I could see one from the Central, one from the Pacific as well. Like Minnesota is just always a wildcard team; mm-hmm. like they're always going to be there. It seems. I feel I, like Winnipeg could still get in this year too. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, yeah, I don't have a hard take on my wildcard teams. I'm yeah. not going to lie to you, and I'm not going to try to sit here yeah. and give a hot take about who's going to get the wildcard. Fair
0: th- cards. enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, BM, we'll be back with the new episode of Oilers Nation Radio in the next little bit. You had a new episode of Better Late Than Never that dropped the other day. Yeah. And one of the fun things you did was talk about the best spots to enjoy a beverage. You know, it's going to be the topic of our big list uh, when when we move on here in a second. But what were your Twitter You said has been flooded? It's what inspired our segment. Today.
1: Twitter's fun. So I said, I don't remember even what I was talking about, but I said having a beer in the shower when you're mm-hmm. getting ready to do something is one of the elite beers of all beers. Yeah. And so now I'm getting flooded with just people who are like, What about an airport beer? What about a beer after you do a bunch of yard work on a summer day? Like there's just so many good ones. Yeah. But shower beer, beer, electric. Yeah. Airport beer, no matter what time of day, perfect.
0: Yeah. And also no matter the situation, like when you're going on vacation and you're having an airport Mm -hmm. beer, it's like you are never more relaxed than in that moment. You're through security. You know, all you got to do is take 10 steps to the gate. But even on a work trip, yep. kind of fun to be like, that's yeah, three o'clock in the afternoon. I'm Don't going to on work. Trip. I'm
2: working right I'm gonna now. I'm going to have a brisky.
0: Um, all right. We're going to dig into that in just a second. Quads, thanks for popping in. Um, I know Aaron, producer Aaron went on a grocery run for you the other day. What did he get you?
3: Oh, man. I got to tell you, Ooh. he's a great producer, first of all, of our show. <laughs> he you. does a great job. Also, has Aaron brought up Guillaume Brisebois on any <laughs> of your shows? Because we asked Aaron for his take from the preseason, like when Edmund yeah. was in town. He goes, Guillaume Brisbow is really good. He's like the ninth, the Canuck's ninth defenseman. He's like people are underrating Guillaume Breesball. And I just absolutely love it. He's the longest tenured Canuck uh, at this point because he was drafted in 2015 and just keeps signing two-way contracts.
2: And it's just awesome. I watch the tape. Okay. Oh, it's, it's I watch awesome. The tape.
3: It's awesome. Uh, but yeah, he made a grocery run for me. It was it was so nice. Like I always get here and as soon as I land, it's like, all right, I have no food, I have nothing, and then I have to either DoorDash it or I have to. Um, get someone to drive me somewhere. And there's no grocery stores around here. So, yeah. yeah. Hey, I got you. I All right. Well, you.
0: you guys got a thing you got to get to. Thanks for hopping on and joining us. BM, thank you again for doing this on a Friday. o and oh, coming on. up in a bit. o coming up in a little bit. Quads' appearance brought to you by Star Mechanical. You can find out more by visiting them online. Edmonton's number one plumbing and heating company. They have been dogs in the plumbing and heating game. You can trust them. Start mechanically.
4: Yes. Yeah. I dress them anyway. I dress them with my life, actually. All right. It's big Dog. list
0: time. <laughs> it's <Dog>. big, <laughs> it's big like list that. time and it's brought to you by our friends at Greta. No better way for you to spend a Friday night than going and shooting some hoops at Greta. Having a couple beverages?
4: I was shooting some moops. I saw that. I, I was not draining them. I was shooting them. And then I went out, I did Mario Kart like four times on my own, to be honest. Just jumped on. I got dusted reps <laughs>
2: yeah. by somebody in skee-ball. I got absolutely destroyed yeah. by like 10,000, 15,000 points. It was it was lost to do there. It's
0: lost yeah, yeah. It's a good spot. All right. Our big list today, inspired by the debate on Better Late Than Never, your top five spots to crush a Barooski um let's dig into do we have separate lists or did we do one list we just did one list okay i want
2: to open it up to the chat like yeah
0: twitter is fire
2: with these takes everyone let us know
0: okay so this is our list so i might even push back a little bit on the way we put together this list because i think mine was a little bit different so what do we have what do we have in our five spot for brewskis Aaron?
2: pre-gaming all about the pre-gaming beer and obviously i was going to pick this one Mm -hmm. i said we should write it as pre-gaming with boardsy beers you guys should all be cracking them at home as we do as well. But there's nothing like a good pre-gaming. You love getting fired yeah. up. Everybody's honestly, sometimes I think the pre-drink is better than the actual like party drink uh, when it's going on.
4: Yeah, I would agree. Me too. I would simply agree with that statement.
0: I'll get really situational with this one. Cause I know <laughs> I'm going to experience it a little bit tomorrow night, but when it's a Saturday night Oilers game and you're going, like maybe you're going to the game, you're going out with the fellas, going out with your crew, mm. sitting down for the five o'clock hockey night in Canada game, yes. kicking yeah. your feet up, and having a beer and just being like, "Oh, I got a night in front of me." That is an electric beer situation.
4: That is exactly what I am doing tomorrow night, and I am very excited for it. I'll be at my buddy's mm-hmm. house at five PM, ready to watch the Leaves and uh, Wild. And I'm heading
0: out for the Oilers game. All right, what do we got in our number four?
2: Our next one is post-athletic beer. Yes,
0: and I like I had this one in my four spot as well. Mm. Here's the reason why it's not higher up. When it's good, it is unbelievable. Like when you have a beer league hockey game and it went well, maybe the boys got a big wins, funny shit happened. You're all sitting down in the room to joke about it. And you're at that perfect level of like exhausted, but also it's beer league sports. So you didn't like overly exert yourself. Perfect. But there are some times where like, you'll go play a slow pitch game in the summer and it's like 35 degrees. And maybe you ran a little bit harder than you should have. And you kind of feel gross or like you skated too hard in your beer league game. And now you feel like throwing up because you're grossly out of shape. like I am. And it's like, the beer's maybe not that cool. And then you're like,
2: I got to have work in the morning. Why am I drinking a beer right yeah, now? Why right? am I having a second beer right now? The
0: beers were just sitting on the locker room floor. The heat was running. And it's like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> this, so it's down at the four spot. I almost think you can make an argument for it to be in the five just because it can be a little hit or miss.
4: I'm with you. That's good the, analysis, Tyler. The, the best time, though, I do find is when you're playing outdoor sports. My indoor soccer isn't really a post beer game. If you go to the bar and get it, it's yeah.
0: You just got to bring them in.
4: I don't want to get fined.
0: Well, you just have to bring the garbage with you. We have guys on our beer league team who their bags, like they clink when they walk in because they squish all their beer cans and just stuff them in one pocket. And then they move in. They move. You hear rink, that guy rink,
2: walking rink. in the rink. You're like, yeah. I like that guy. All
0: right. Number three. What do we got?
2: We have. This was Liam's pick. So Liam, post, you tell everyone. Yes, post okay. campsite setup
4: beer.
0: <laughs> I'm it's not very a camper, specific, but explain.
4: You go on a long drive to, say, Jasper. Set up your tan. You know, you, you kind of grind it through. You're like, holy moly, I'm getting a little tired of this. And then all of a sudden, someone cracks a beer. And another person does. And all of a sudden, you got a nice, cold, crispy one in your hand. You got the fire getting ready I'm, to go. It's just, a, it's just a moment that I think it is you have to be almost exhausted to have it. I, I put this in the same category of, because I just experienced this, moving house. Then when you uh, are yeah, done yeah. all day, like, can't yeah, let's have it. a beer. Same category as this one.
0: Yeah, like
2: I'm not a camper. But You're not a camper. That's the least surprising thing that I've ever heard.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know, right? I'm, just, I, I'm a city boy.
2: Uh,
0: <laughs> so I can't really relate the moving one. I get like yeah. any kind of physical work. What's our number two? Because I think this one will be more... Or did you... Have, okay, shower, shower beer. beer. This one's lower down on the list for me. Yes, you do have it a bit lower. I, I had it in my five just because... Like it is great. But also,
2: that's twice today, Liam. What's cool. going on with your yeah? Your,
0: your arthritis is coming. In <laughs> it's good. I think maybe a hair overrated, just because you're just standing in the shower. Like at least when you have a game on, boom. When we're with the boys after a game, everyone's in there. There's better scenarios. It's a great beer, but I think it's maybe a little overrated.
4: I'm, I'm in and out on a shower beer. I love a shower over. beer. It's similar to it's the pregame pregaming beer for me. If I know I'm going out and I'm meeting someone, I'll have a shower beer. Yeah. But I only have a shower beer when I'm in a good mood. Like I yeah. really have a shower beer for the fun of it. So
0: I got the I'm not like clean. coming home from work on a Tuesday no. and like having one in the shower. Yeah, so
2: this is where I flip this because in the industry that we are in now, mm-hmm. back in back in the day, I used to do some manual labor jobs as well as like TV stuff on the side. So I'd work Monday to Friday. You know, 10 hour day manual labor, work hard. I would come home like every day, dig in the fridge, grab two beers. You're dirty as all hell. Yeah. And I grab two beers and go in the shower and I look forward to that. But you needed that, I guess. Yeah. Physical labor because you got tired. So now that we do this, I don't really drink any shower beers. Similar to the post camp, campsite setup. Yeah.
4: Physical
0: labor. After post labor. What's our number one?
2: Our number one is what you said. What? <laughs> we did put airport
0: beer one. Okay, well then I got beef. Yeah, we
2: got honorable mentions. <laughs> yeah, I got a get couple honorable, honorable mentions. mentions but. So airport beer.
4: Typically you're in a good mood at the Doesn't airport. Doesn't happen
0: enough though. Exactly. It's
4: what's making that's it's why it's special. special. Nice yep, make nice. it special. When we go on our nation vacations and you got that little that little pub thing at the yeah. Edmonton Airport loaded, and maybe you're having a Caesar. Maybe you're having a,
2: a beer and clam. Mm-hmm. you know Ooh, a, bro-jay. a bro-jay. I like good bro-jay. A brooks. No, no one's having that. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I like a good airport beer because it just gives you a little, little bit of buzz before you get on. I think it tells good stories too, like yours and PMs.
0: Yeah. It's a
2: good
4: one. Hey,
0: okay, Tyler, hit me with your
2: honorable mentions.
0: Just give Win- it- Winter or chilly weather hot tub beer. Yeah. It's elite. Good. It if you, good. you need to have the opportunity for it because not everyone has a hot tub. I don't have a hot tub. I don't, I don't have, have access to one. But when you get the chance, whether you're on vacation or you're out of buddies, whatever. If you have a chance to be in a cold weather situation with a beer and a hot tub, that's...
2: With your hair frozen oh. up there. and top. Now, I don't know, is this an old wives' tale, but doesn't drinking in a hot tub get you drunk faster?
4: Probably. Yeah, I feel like I that is the thing. You get dehydrated.
2: Oh, from sitting like, in the uh, hot tub? Yeah, and yeah. then you kind of like put in... So if you're short on funds, you can only get a six pack. Just hop in the bathtub.
0: Get the water as hot as you can. Don't put the fan on. Do not follow this advice. Uh, Chris is in, says summer boating beer. Drive responsibly. Uh, FICO, yard work beer or hot tub beer? Post lawn mowing beer. It was my number one and I submitted it and you guys left it off the list. What did I
4: say though? What did I say when you submitted the list? <laughs> I'll read it to everybody. So yeah, you can read know.
0: it. And this isn't my fault. It still deserves to be up there. It's kind of like the moving and camping one, but it's a little bit more relatable and it happens more often. But
4: I didn't put it at number one. I why I said to Tyler, I don't own a lawn. Stop bragging that you own a lawn. <laughs> we get it. You
2: own a home. <laughs> get you it. you, you a are homeowner. you are a homeowner. <laughs> I, you are I, very manly. You built this brick. You did all this brick yourself. Yeah,
0: I get giddy when, like, on a Friday. Friday, I pull up after work and I look and I'm like, lawn could use a mow tomorrow. You, you do. You, you talk do. about, I talk about lawn it lawn. all talk the time. About the lawn. I know. So I understand why you guys are annoyed at it, But <laughs> it's great. You sit there and similar to the physical labor yeah, one, right? Yeah, yeah. It's hot out. You're getting a little sweaty. But then you sit there after patio and you look at the grass. Yeah, yeah you look at
2: what you and just you crack did. It. It's
0: like, oh my God, the best.
4: I could see it. I could see I've seen my dad do this. I've seen my girlfriend's dad do this. I've seen Mm -hmm. multiple adult men who own homes do this. I just don't own a home. I know. (laughs) I've actually never lived in a house beside I guess else I live in now as a as a lawn, I suppose, but I don't own it. Um I've never lived in a home that has a lawn.
2: See, I rent I rent where I'm at, and when I cut the lawn, it just doesn't feel the same as like when I was out at my parents' house. It'd be like, Yeah, this is ours. This is this is We did
0: this. Yeah. Uh, Maynard, Maynard, Nugent, Spivey, divorce cost me my hot tub. Don't get married, boys. No. Are we writing that down? No. Um, Nuge lover says, Tyler, that is such a dad thing to say. Um, Yeah, like a little bit. How many kids you got, Tyler? Yeah. (laughs) Hopefully none. (laughs) Uh, Maynard, Spivey, after 30 years of lawn mowing, it loses a bit of its luster. Yeah, I think for some people, maybe. But. I like having a nice yeah, there,
2: yeah, I see your patio brews and one that yeah. really stood out to me, steam room
0: beers. That's such a dangerous way to, think <laughs> to say he's such a fancy boy. Um, I, can't, uh, I
2: can't say I've ever yeah. tried that one. So don't knock until you try it.
0: All right. We got to move towards the end of the show here. Let's get to our Betway picks for this yeah. evening. I got a couple I like. Last night, I missed on the Jackets money line and the Devil's puck line, but I nailed Jack Hughes to pop one home. Yeah. Um, so got, shout out to that
4: I got Jack Hughes as well and then I also made a couple on the Vegas game I got oh, Vegas yeah. puck
0: line. did they win?
4: yep 4, oh, nice. four, four one, five, oh, one, yeah. I think Petrangelo took a holy moly he took a big shot to the head from a puck so somehow Petrangelo was doing the screen in front and he was coming across and I think it was Haig took a slap shot and he deflected off Ooh. the San Jose stick and it caught him so hard it hit his visor thankfully but he caught his visor so hard that he like jit cut his head. Oh, wow. And he put the visor, his helmet on the ground and you could literally see blood on his visor. It was, it was a crazy little thing. He was fine. But, um, yeah, I took Puck line, Vegas, and then I also did a little parlay of Vegas to win in regulation and two over two and a half goals. Yeah. Minus 125, I think. So not bad. So I did actually okay yesterday. Not my NFL pick. So that game was horrendous. And I will be declaring this right now. No more Thursday Night Burn.
2: Okay. I feel like I, I just hates it
0: on Thursday. Until ma- ma- next week. Yeah, until until we get another good matchup. Uh, all right, tonight NHL hockey. Uh, Coyotes money line. That is a spot I like. It's two to one. They're taking on the Devils, playing back to backs. Yotes the starting their season. I think this is a nice spot.
4: Yeah, I don't hate that. I'm just questioning. Got to chase Oats the, the so juice well. a little on a Friday night. I think I'm going to go back to the Devils though, and probably go with a Jesper Bratt goal plus 175. I don't okay. hate that. And also, Clayton Keller goal is plus one forty. But I have beef with the schedule again tonight. What are we
0: doing here? Friday, Friday night, game first games. Friday night, and you have two games.
4: There's no, there's no late game. The Anaheim nice. Ducks have not played a game yet. I get it; they're not headliner. You could have made that home opener. Against you could have just
0: put more games on tonight. Yeah, you yeah, could have
4: done can. something. Yep, I, I agree. We have every single team playing tomorrow.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm also doing a shot prop parlay. Gensel Meyer it pays out about two to one. Oh, like uh, Meyer missed it in game one, but Gensel smoked it. So I like the bounce back spot on one end, and I like Jake Gensel in in most yeah, games too. the shot prop. Ensel.
4: I am um, I will be looking. I gotta look more into Gensel at the shot prop beat. game one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, quickly. Oh man, we we're running out of time. Uh, favorite NFL bets this weekend, boys.
4: Um, Detroit to win uh, against Tampa. I believe it's three and a half. I think yeah. Detroit healthy down to
0: an even three now. Actually,
4: even three. I'm gonna take that money. Yeah, because that's... they're healthy. They they yeah. didn't play Gibbs and. St. Brown last week. Yeah, Al right? back. I think it was because they played Tampa Bay this week and they played
0: Carolina the week before. Yeah. I don't mind that Detroit play at all. Aaron, is there anything you like? Block of the week.
2: Eagles over Jets. Don't overthink it. It's simple. I think the line's minus six and a half. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Bills play the Giants. The line is 15, I believe.
0: You can't touch it. <laughs> That's 14, insane. No oh, Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. Uh, is that out.
2: fills so many points. They're grown, man. On the other I know. Side. Like
0: okay. So then I'll hit you with this. Then I like giving out the teaser bets. Yeah, we yeah. almost had that one yesterday, but there were so many red zone turnovers that crazy. kills it you. Sucked. I know. But when you have the over and you red zone, there was like three or four of them. It's like seven, yeah. 14, 20, 28. Like they left, they left probably 20 points on the board in those red zone turnovers. There and good. then the amount of times Casey would like get to the four and not score. Damn, it's killed crazy. it. They uh, but the, over, or the teaser I like this week, no Danny Dimes, take the Bills, tease them down to eight and a half. They'll win that game by 10. Um, I don't know about 14 and a half. Like, that is so aggressive, but they'll win it by 10. Um, I also like taking the Rams from minus seven to minus one against the Cardinals. Um, so if division can, game, I always, yeah. I
2: always get worried around division games.
0: And then uh, there's a couple other spots I think are decent. Which one's the third leg I want to throw in though? I tease down the 49ers. I Deshaun think Sean is out. Yeah.
4: No, Deshaun Watson. They're playing PJ Walker.
0: Yeah, it's a, so take that down to a three-point game. roll. Yeah, yeah role. Like yep, okay, boom. There's your three legs for your teaser for the week. Shout out to Betway. Ooh, Nineteen plus. Please play responsibly. One,
2: Chargers plus one fifteen Monday night against Cowboys.
0: Oh, Gavin's best. I have oh. one as well. Before we close out. Oh my god, we have so many bets.
4: Houston, <laughs> Houston plus one and a half. And I it's the Saints, who arguably might be the third worst team in the league. And they just beat the Patriots really, the really
0: bad. <laughs> yep. um, all right. People are asking in the chat what's going on with the Oilers tomorrow. Yes, Eckholm is expected to play. Adam Ernie is expected to be signed to a contract. Stuart Skinner is expected to get the start tomorrow for the Edmonton Oilers. Marcus Niemalainen was placed on waivers earlier today. Um, will there be an Owen every day tomorrow? No, we are not doing Owen every days on game day because pregaming with Bordzi, myself and Aaron Bordato, my boy, uh, we're going to be live an hour right up to a puck drop.
2: Yep, we certainly are. We're going to be teasing it up again. We're going to be presenting a couple bets we like for the game. And we're just going to come talk some oil, come hang out in the chat. And then we got After Dark, after mm-hmm. the game. And I believe I am joined once again... By Bag Milk himself.
0: Yeah. So you, Gavin, Bag Milk on the post game. Me, you, and our boy Pat Puff on the pre game. That'll get rolling at 7 o'clock tomorrow. So we'll even have some early games to talk about tomorrow leading into oh, the yeah, Oilers' sweet. week Saturday night. It'll be a lot of fun. Leafs are going to lose. It's going to be sweet. Alberta Blue Cross. They want to protect your memories. ab.bluecross.ca slash travel. Only one thing better than sharing memories. That's making new ones. My favorite memory was when quads, like a child, put on the crown. He was distracted by something shiny. He acted on it. I kind of respect it. And it was hilarious. My
4: favorite memory was our big list. That was fun. I think that was a good little review of a good place to drink beers.
0: Always a good time to review uh, beers before you head into the weekend.
2: Yeah, that is a good good Friday. That's a good good Friday Friday segment. Uh, My favorite memory. Thank you, Alberta Blue Cross. Would have been when Quad said he's not a fan of the Canucks and then said that Quinn Hughes and Philip Rodak will be the best pairing in the NHL. That's and a little then, too, too then, late, buddy. You cut
0: off. You're and then said, off. my Canucks, like a minute later. I was like, what's <laughs> Uh Mike D, aren't you at the game tomorrow, Tyler? Yes, I will be. But luckily, our office is like six minutes away from the arena. So Perfect. I do a pregame show, dart my way up the hill. Also showed it to my dad, who was in the comments. Yeah, today. I
2: saw Ross in there, too. Yeah. Right? Very good. I tell I
0: all right. Uh, let's wrap up this episode of the show from the Sports Closet Studio. Sherwood Ford pregame show tomorrow. It's pregaming with Board Z. We got Greta. We got Star Mechanical, Betway, Alberta Blue Cross and Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. You were all dogs in the YouTube chat today. Woo, woo. We hope to see you tomorrow on pregaming. Hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button before you go and we'll see you all Monday, 1201 Mountain Time. Talk tomorrow.
2: Thank you for watching Oilers Nation every day.
1: Hit the subscribe button to never miss a show.